This is Anchor Points with Robert Quintana. God wants us to be happy. Every week, helping you discover the answers to some of life's biggest questions. There is a purpose for our lives. And applying them to help you grow closer in your walk with God. Messages straight from the pulpit of Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. What's going to drive you to your knees? Is it going to be fear or is it going to be love? Feel free to discover more like this at AriseForGod.com. Everyone believes in something. Some beliefs are just harder to understand than others. Just we are biological computers. That is it. We're a 25,000-year advanced biological computer. That is a little weird. But maybe you've heard something about Seventh-day Adventists, like they're those vegetarian Christians or something. Wow. There is something different about Adventists, something that separates them apart from many other Christians. The Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day. In other words, it's already there. It's been there. It's been there since the very beginning. Robert Quintana begins a three-part series to help you get to know Seventh-day Adventists a little better and clears up many misunderstandings about them. Today, the focus is on the Sabbath. What's the deal with it, and why do they go to church on Saturday? With part one of Beyond Beliefs, A Day of Wonder. Today's message and this sermon series is intended to help those that might not know about the Seventh-day Adventist Church to help you understand Seventh-day Adventist a little better. Because I would be the first to admit that we can be a little weird. We're a little different. I mean, we call ourselves Christians, but yet we go to church on Saturday. What is that all about? You're either a Christian or a Jew, right? But here you have the Seventh-day Adventist Church that is trying to bring these two things together. And so this series is going to focus primarily on the Sabbath, trying to help you understand why it is that Seventh-day Adventists observe the Seventh-day Sabbath. And when I say the Seventh-day Sabbath, I am referring to Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. That's right, a 24-hour block of time that most Seventh-day Adventists put aside and we refrain from doing all secular activities. Now, I need to share with you a few things just so that you understand Seventh-day Adventists. Seventh-day Adventists run the whole spectrum of worship. If you were to walk into a Seventh-day Adventist church, depending on which Seventh-day Adventist church you walk into, your experience will be different. You see, because there are some Seventh-day Adventist churches that are very conservative, very traditional. And I hate using these labels, but just for the sake of understanding, I think we all understand what I mean by more traditional, more conservative. In other words, the worship service is very structured. We sing a lot of hymns, there's organ, a piano in the background. It's very conservative or traditional in nature. There are some Adventist churches, however, that if you walk into their service, your worship experience is going to be completely different. They're going to have maybe drums or guitars, more lively music, so to speak, more contemporary music. 
you might find in those services that they might include drama and skits and things that aren't usually a part of a traditional service. So there is a spectrum of the way Seventh-day Adventists worship and even in the way that they observe the Sabbath. In fact, the way we observe the Sabbath is a point of discussion and conversation even within the church. And so you might have some Seventh-day Adventists that are very conservative, very traditional in the way that they observe the Sabbath. In other words, at one extreme, they go to church and that's it. They don't do anything else, right? That's at one extreme. They're so afraid that they're going to break the Sabbath that that's all they do. They go to church, go home, maybe take a nap. They wait around until sunset until they can start doing things again. That's at one extreme. The other extreme, you might find some Seventh-day Adventists that never go to church, don't observe the day really. It's just like any other day. The majority of Seventh-day Adventists fall somewhere in between. So you go to church, we worship together as a family And after church, a lot of Seventh-day Adventist families might go on a hike. They might go camping. They will focus on spending time with friends and family in community, whether that's a fellowship meal or whether that's joining a Bible study. Most Seventh-day Adventists will fall somewhere in the middle in the way that they observe the Sabbath. The things that we do during the week, we're going to stop doing those things and we're going to set aside this day, the Sabbath day, for something special. We're going to include special things in the Sabbath day. And that's where the bulk of Seventh-day Adventists fall. And so you need to understand this about Seventh-day Adventists, that not every Seventh-day Adventist keeps the Sabbath the same way. But I want to share with you this message because I have come across so many good people that have so many misunderstandings about the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and particularly about why it is that we keep the Seventh-day Sabbath. I have been accused of being a cult leader, and I have to gently say to them, we're not a cult. There isn't one person in our denomination that we hold up as a Messiah or as a Christ. No, we are a Bible-based believing church. We might interpret things differently, but at the end of the day, we go back to the scriptures to find our way of life, to find how we ought to live. So we're not a cult. I've been accused or some have said, you know what? You are Old Testament Christians. You need to come into the New Testament way of life. And I say, well, well, wait a second. You know, there's important stuff in the Old Testament. We can't just forget the Old Testament. And then I like, I like using this. I like saying to them, what Bible did Jesus use? Well, the Old Testament. Thank you. What would Jesus do? The Old Testament. So there's good stuff in the Old Testament. And you know, as I come across people, there's a lot of misinformation out there about Seventh-day Adventists and what it is that Seventh-day Adventists believe and why it is that we go to church on Saturday and why we observe the Seventh-day Sabbath. And so, you know, as I talk with individuals, I try and explain this. And usually, always, by the end of our conversation, there is a mutual respect and there is a mutual understanding as to why it is that Seventh-day Adventists observe the Seventh-day Sabbath. And at the end of the conversation, 
it's usually something like, you know what? You're not as weird as we thought you were. You know, I I may not agree with you, but it kind of makes sense why you do what you do. And so this series is intended to try and help you understand some of our ways and why it is that we observe the seventh day Sabbath. Interestingly enough, I've had some Sunday keeping pastors come up to me and say, you know what? I wish our congregation would keep Sunday as good as you keep Saturday. And I say to them, well, we can work towards that, you know. We can absolutely work towards that to help people understand the importance of taking a day to spend time with God. I want to share with you an interesting article that I came across um, several months ago. I came across it and I decided that I, I wanted to save this, but maybe... M- Many of you have probably seen her on television. She's an actress. Lily Sobieski takes a self-imposed hiatus from technology. And interestingly for her, a Sabbath starts Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. And she says, and she doesn't approach it from a biblical point of view. She doesn't approach it from a, a theological point of view. She just says, look, we all need a Sabbath. We all need to just put away our cell phones and our computers and our Facebook pages. And and we need to put all of that aside and focus on the things that are important to us. She says here at the end of the article, when the 24 hours are over, it's exciting to go back to my regular life. There are so many new things to share with the people I love. And I feel like my spirit has been reset Like I've fallen in love with my husband and daughter all over again, she says. It's just the one day, but it makes the whole week better. And so I just want to encourage everyone who's listening to think about, give some serious thought about what you do during the day that you call your Sabbath. You know, because I've seen so many people that they might go to church And then you'll see them in the afternoon, you know, mowing the grass or business as usual. Take some serious thought about what it is that you're doing that day. Think about just putting aside all secular pursuits, all work, all business. Think about putting away technology. Think about spending that time with God, with family, and with friends. Now, I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 12. Now, one of the things that I've been told as I've studied with and as I've interacted with Sunday-keeping Christians or, or Sunday-keeping uh, pastors is that Jesus broke the Sabbath. Have you heard that? Well, Jesus broke the Sabbath. That's, that's proof that, that we're no longer bound to keep the Sabbath because Jesus broke the Sabbath. Well, you need to understand that from a Seventh-day Adventist perspective, Jesus did not break the Sabbath. In Jesus' mind, our understanding again, it wasn't a matter of whether or not you observe the Sabbath. It was a matter of how you observe the Sabbath. And so when we as Seventh-day Adventists look at the teachings of Jesus, we don't see him breaking the Sabbath Now, yes, he did break the man-made rules about the Sabbath. But when we look at the life of Christ, we don't see him breaking the Sabbath. What we see him doing 
is teaching us how to keep the Sabbath, how to observe the Sabbath, how to make the Sabbath a special day. And so let's read together Matthew chapter 12, starting with verse 1. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. There he was. He was on a hike with his friends, with his disciples. He was out in nature enjoying the day. And his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. What in the world? I mean, what is going on here? I mean, were the Pharisees just following the disciples around? You know, were they like hiding behind a bush and say, Aha, I caught you! You're sinning! I don't get that. I don't know. They must have had way too much time in their hands, you know? But here they are, accusing the disciples of breaking the Sabbath. Now listen to how Jesus responds, okay? But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priest. Verse 5. Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? What is Jesus doing here? Jesus very tactfully is pointing out their hypocrisy. He is pointing out their inconsistency as to how they observe the Sabbath or what they deem appropriate on the Sabbath. And so what you see Jesus doing here is kind of taking away from them these man-made rules that they had placed on themselves on how to observe the Sabbath. And we're going to read here in just a second that Jesus comes back and he says, look, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. In other words, if there's anyone, Jesus says to them, if there is anyone here that knows how to observe the Sabbath, that's going to be me. Now, as Seventh-day Adventists, we believe in a six-day creation. In other words, that the world was created in six days. And then on the seventh day, he rested. And so we know from the book of John, check this out, we know from the book of John that Jesus was the creator In fact, the Bible says that everything was made and nothing was made without him. And so we understand that our creator, our savior, is Jesus Christ. And that the world was created through him. And that he, in fact, was the one that established the Sabbath. And so this is why he returns to them and says, wait a second, guys. What are you talking about? You can't pluck grain and eat on the Sabbath. That's ludicrous. What are you thinking? Of course you can do that. And then he goes on to point out the hypocrisy, the inconsistencies about the way that they observe or what they approve on the Sabbath. And then he goes on to say to them in verse 6, Yet I say to you that in this place there is one greater than the temple. In other words, he is now establishing himself as the authority. I am the Messiah. I am the Christ. 
I am the son of the living God. I am the creator, your savior. And I am telling you, and then he goes on to say in verse 7, but if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. Verse 8, for the, Lord, for the son of man is what? Lord even of the Sabbath. From a Seventh-day Adventist perspective, we don't see him breaking the Sabbath. We see him breaking man-made rules about the Sabbath. When we look at the life of Christ, we see him showing us how to observe the Sabbath. Now, shifting gears here a little bit, we've talked a little bit about the observation of the Sabbath. I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about the theology behind the Sabbath. Now, again, I understand that a lot of you listening may disagree, but at the very least, you're going to have an understanding as to why Seventh-day Adventists observe the Sabbath. I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Genesis. So here we are in Genesis chapter 1. Most of you know what happens in Genesis chapter 1, right? We have the creation story. We have a story of a God that for for reasons that we will be exploring for the rest of eternity, decides that he is going to create planet Earth and everything that we see in it. And so he shows up to this formless piece of rock. You can read it there, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And in the process of six days, he gives form, he gives life to this planet. It culminates with his crown jewel of creation, Adam and Eve, on the sixth day. Now, I don't know if that happened at the beginning of the day or if it happened towards the end of the day. We just know that on day six, he took the time to kneel down and form man out of the dust of the ground. He breathed life into him and man became alive. The Bible says that he then took a rib. And created Eve. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now again, I don't know if this happened at the beginning of day six, towards the end of day six. But guess what? The Bible goes on to talk about yet another day. Now I'm going to tell you. If you want to understand Seventh-day Adventists, you need to understand this one thing. That for a Seventh-day Adventist, the truth, as we understand it, about the Sabbath starts and ends with what I'm about to read to you. In other words, if you want to try and get a Seventh-day Adventist to change his day of worship to another day, you need to debunk what I'm about to read. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Day six has ended. The evening and the morning have now made the sixth day. And this is where now my sermon title comes into play. A day of wonder. Because just now imagine the first full day with all of creation. As it was originally intended to be in all its 
fullness, in all its glory, in all its majesty, what a day of wonder that must have been. If you look up the definition of the word wonder, it is a word that depicts you being in a sense of awe. You're just awestruck by everything that you're seeing. It's almost too much for you to take in. You are just taken back by the beauty and the majesty. It is so wonderful. It's where we get that word, right? It is so, it is beyond description. Kind of reminds me of when I met my wife. It is so wonderful. It is beyond description. Can you imagine that day? Can you imagine what that day must have been like? Day seven of the creation week. When everything was finished and God, remember, God stood back and he observed everything that he saw. And he goes, man, this is awesome. The Bible says that he said, it is good. Just think about that. And so now we come to verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he, God, rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Now, folks, for those of you that don't know much about our church, for those of you that don't know much about Adventism, here it is. It all starts and ends with this verse that I'm about to read to you. In verse 3, Then God blessed the seventh day, And sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. It starts and ends with that verse right there. At creation where God rested and then it says that he sanctified it. What does that word sanctify mean in the Hebrew? In some instances means to be set apart for a special purpose. In some instances it means he made it holy, which is why some of your translations will read he rested and made it holy. In other words, God, after he finished his work, he entered into the seventh day and he said, I am going to make this day special. I'm going to make it holy. But you need to understand. Understanding that from the beginning, God sanctified this day. He made it holy. He set it apart. Why is this important? What is the significance behind this? Why is it that it starts and ends right here? And why it is impossible to debunk this translation of ours, or how we understand this verse. Here's the reason why. One, the Sabbath was given to mankind. I've had many Sunday-keeping Christians and many Sunday-keeping pastors even say to me, the Sabbath was given to the Jews. The Sabbath was given to man. Jews weren't in the picture for thousands of years later. I mean, it, it was hundreds of years before the Jews even came onto the scene. So the Sabbath wasn't given to the Jews. Did God remind the Jews of the Sabbath? Absolutely. Which is why the fourth commandment says, thou shalt keep the Sabbath. 
No, 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 no. It says, remember the Sabbath day. In other words, it's already there. It's been there. It's been there since the very beginning. All right? So that's number one. Number two, which is even more significant and probably goes a lot deeper in understanding theology, the Sabbath was given before sin. We understand in our New Testament that it teaches us that the laws of God were given to us so that we can recognize sin. Then through the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, we know what we need to work out of our lives, right? But here you have the Sabbath that was given before sin. Therefore, when someone says to us, that the Sabbath was done away with at the cross, you need to understand that that makes absolutely no sense to us. In other words, it's not even a law for us. It is a gift that God has given us. Now, I want to encourage you. Please join in next week. Please join in to part two and part three of this because we're going to continue looking at verses We're going to continue to tackle this. And I have to admit to you that my purpose is not to convert you. My purpose is so that there is a mutual understanding. So that you understand once and for all why it is that we observe the seventh day Sabbath. You've been listening to Anchor Points with Robert Quintana, a ministry of Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. If you would like to hear or share this message and find others like it, you can subscribe to our podcast at ariseforgod.com or by searching Anchor Points on iTunes. You can also follow Anchor Points on Facebook. Now, here's what you'll hear next week. The Ten Commandments were written in stone, literally, not just once, but twice. And the Bible says, by the finger of God. Next week, Robert Quintana continues with the second part of this series of messages, Beyond Beliefs, A Day of Wonder, and delves a little deeper into why Adventists feel called to keep the seventh day Sabbath. We appreciate you listening. This program is produced by Word of Mouth Productions in cooperation with Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church. And remember, God loves you and wants you to live out His purpose.